Hey everyone, welcome back to Practical Non-Toxic Living by Ruan. This is our first episode back in 2024, and so we are so excited to kick off the new year with Heidi Kumjohn, who will be sharing not only non-toxic tips, but also how we can optimize our health and longevity through diet and nutrition. Heidi is certified in holistic nutrition and runs a digital marketing consultancy for wellness brands. She is also the host of the Lifelong Podcast, which is centered around non-toxic living and longevity. Sophia was a guest on the Lifelong Podcast this fall, so we are so excited to welcome Heidi on to help us kick off the new year. One thing you might notice as you listen to the episode, um, Sophia is actually not hosting this episode. It is myself, Elizabeth, (laughs) and I'm so excited to get to sit down with Heidi to talk about all things diet and nutrition and holistic wellness, um, which is really up my alley and things that I love to nerd out about. So I think it'll be a really great conversation and we're really excited to get to share it with you guys. As always, feel free to reach out to hello at ruanliving.com with any questions, or you can find us on Instagram at ruanliving, that's R-U-A-N as in non-toxic living. One other thing I wanted to quickly bring attention to is that our doors are finally open for the 40-Day Home Detox. We are so excited to share the 40-Day Home Detox with you guys, especially because this year for the first time we are offering a new package in addition to the two traditional packages, Dive and Bespoke. So the on-demand package um, is truly just the core traditional curriculum of 40-Day Home Detox. You get all the checklists, all of the workbooks, all of the shopping guides, all of the activities, access to the private Q&A forum, um, really that core, but it just makes it slightly more accessible for you to do on your own time without the extensive one-on-one packaging with Sophia that the Dive and Bespoke packages provide. Spots are already filling up and the doors close January 31st, so if this is something you think you might wanna do, check out our website, ruanliving.com, or you can always just shoot us an email, hello at ruanliving.com, and we can help you find the package that's right for you to start 2024 off with a less toxic home. Okay, so with that, I hope you enjoyed the episode and here is Heidi. Hi, I'm Sophia Ruan Goucher, author of the critically acclaimed best-selling book, A to Z of Detoxing, The Ultimate Guide to Reducing Our Toxic Exposures, and founder of Ruan Living, the only wellness lifestyle brand that simplifies practical non-toxic living. Welcome to my podcast. Excited to be doing this swap. I always have so much fun talking to people that like, I like to say, get it people that just like get it. We can always have really deep, insightful conversations and also be able to help the listeners tuning in. Absolutely. I know it's always so, I feel like in this space, we can feel very um, like insulated or kind of like, I mean, obviously there's social media, but in terms of other people that you're connecting with, I mean, we live in both, both Sophie and I live in New York city. And so like non-toxic living is not really top of mind for many people around here. (laughs) Yeah. And so it's always like so refreshing to get to like sit down and actually like talk to other people who genuinely are like researching this and are like bringing that information to the public too. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much again for having me here. My name is Heidi Coombe-John and I am behind Holistic with Heidi and Lifelong Podcasts like you mentioned. My story really began when I was 15 years old. I started experiencing a lot of 
Um, pretty debilitating health issues starting at a young age. And my mom, thankfully, was someone who was so into natural health, holistic health, all the things. But when I was a teenager, I thought, my mom's weird. She's buying organic food. She's juicing wheatgrass. She's like doing all these things. So anyways, super blessed to have a mom that exposed me to so many, um, different routes of healing. And I was really blessed because I had, unfortunately I had a lot of health issues, but thankfully I was able to find a lot of healing through holistic living and my story got a little bit more intense when I was in college and I started experiencing severe respiratory symptoms and neurological symptoms that doctors could not get to the bottom of. So I was sick for, and this is, you know, a lot of people in this space have their, their own stories with, you know, like a crisis turning into lemonade later on. But my story really was suffering with respiratory and neurological symptoms that doctors couldn't get to the bottom of. And through all my years of, of research, trying different things, digging in and advocating for myself and not just accepting the doctor's answers of you're just anxious, you're depressed, you're making this all up. I found my answer finally by my senior year of college. And that was an overburdened, toxic, overflow. So long story short, I had exposures to mold, heavy metals, the whole gamut of toxins that really threw my body into, into overdrive and into a really stressed state. So with that, and finally putting these puzzle pieces together, I was able to detoxify myself and my lifestyle and reverse all of my symptoms. It was truly a miracle. I mean, from how terrible I felt to be able to get to the other side and do a 180, I realized at, at this point I was graduating college. I was about to go work in the textile and fashion industry in, in marketing. And, you know, I carried on with my career in that, but I, and I apologize. I'm trying to make my story as short as possible. It's just a long one. <laughs> so honestly, I was just thinking to myself, I love hearing everybody's stories because mine is like, feels very similar. And I think a lot of us in this space, like have come to it because of that. And I think so many people out there are like searching for answers and like hearing stories like this, then the healing that is able to come from it is like one of the most empowering things we can do just sharing that. So take your time, keep talking. <laughs> Thank you. No, I, I appreciate it. If there are, you know, another silver lining to come from it is being able to share and hopefully help at least one person. So with that, I started working my marketing job in the textile and fashion industry, but I realized I'm like, I, I need to help people. Like I suffered so bad for so long. I, I need to follow my purpose. So I, I went back to school and I got certified in holistic health and nutrition and health coaching. And I launched my private practice alongside my corporate job. And I did that for a few years. And then I launched, I, I left the corporate world and I launched my podcast, Lifelong Podcast, which is a podcast all about non-toxic living and longevity. And I did that so that I could reach more people. And the show today is 
uh, growing at a rapid pace. I've had the pleasure, like I said, of bringing Sophia on and other amazing guests in the industry, ultimately just to enhance my mission of making non-toxic living easy and accessible for all. I'm so glad that you're healed and like you're able to share this information and kind of similar to you. I, um, grew up, my mom was always very like buying organic foods, like all the vitamins, like all the juices, like cabbage soup, like, and like (laughs) we grew up in Dallas in like the early 2000s. Like we were the weird family (laughs) on the block, like for sure. Um, and so I just like, you know, I was always very healthy and I was so active that I just never really like had to think about my health at all. Um, and then even through college, like I had all, you know, like definitely exposed to molds. Like I shudder to think like remembering what those dorms looked like. Like I mm. remember like the vents in the dorms, like you could see the mold. It was like out. caked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And you're like, you don't even think about it. It's like, oh, why did I have like oh. chronic bronchitis for like four years? Like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like, oh yeah. Like, I yeah, need- it's in retrospect when you're like, yeah, that, like, you know, wonder I felt like <laughs> absolute garbage was gaining unexplained weight. Like, you know, I was just a whole mess. And then the summer after I graduated, I was so, so sick, like nauseous every day. I couldn't keep anything down. I was losing all this weight, could not like, it felt like an elephant on my chest, like similar Mm. to the anxiety and the respiratory symptoms. Um, And again, like the doctors were like, yeah, well, anxiety is a, you know, well-documented side effect of birth control. Like that's kind of your own problem. You can't keep it under control, you know, big life changes. Like that's on you. I was Mm. like, I don't think so because like, <laughs> I can't keep down a single thing I'm eating. Like something is wrong. Um, and it turns out that I had a breast tumor, which took them a month to decide whether or not it was benign. Thankfully it was. Um, but at the end of the day, like that month literally changed everything in my life because being told at 21, you most likely have breast cancer is like one of the craziest things. Jeez. Um, Mm -hmm. and then again, in retrospect, I'm actually like starting to evaluate all of the things that like led up to that and contributed to that. And so much, I mean, if we're going to talk like holistic health, like liver stagnation and my gut health was all out of whack, just like you said, this overwhelming, um, imbalance in my whole body because of our like toxic exposures, um, and everything that I was just putting in on and around my body. Sophia, I don't know if she mentioned this, but Sophia is actually my aunt, um, So she was like such a force in my life of helping me like actually understand that you can eat all the organic food that you want. Like if you're not actually taking your health into your own hands and becoming an educated consumer, then you are passively exposing yourself to so many unknown chemicals, heavy metals, EMFs, all these other toxins that just like surround us that we don't even think about until, you know, we kind of have that like wake up moment where you have to start thinking about it. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I loved hearing your story as well. I mean, I'm bummed out that you had to go through that. Like being sick at, I mean, at any age, it sucks, but like there's certain windows, like age windows, where it just particularly sucks, especially being in college or like just getting out into the real world. And you're like, oh my gosh, like people that are healthy are struggling right now, too. Like it's just those critical windows of like tough times. But Um, how lucky are you to have gotten into this world and also to have Sophia as your aunt and learn more. And now you do this as a career. So yeah, we have a lot of parallels. 
what are your top three health staples, if that makes sense? So it could be like your favorite three healthy habits or like specific products, anything like that. Yeah, I would say my top three health staples. Number one is cellular hydration. So taking hydration to the next step and making sure that your cells are hydrated, which means drinking mineralized water, ensuring that your the the way that your cells get hydrated and our cells produce ATP, which is cellular energy, which gives us energy, which controls everything in our body. The healthier we keep our cells, the healthier our bodies can be. So you could be drinking all the water in the world, but if the water is number one, toxic and filled with all these toxins that are throwing your body body out of whack, you're not doing yourself any good. And also if your water is completely devoid of minerals, your cells are not getting hydrated. So cellular hydration for me, that looks like drinking mountain Valley spring water. That's a brand that I really love. Are you familiar with it? Yes. I love green bottles. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I have a subscription with them. It's a huge, I mean, it's a water cooler, but it's made out of glass, which is so ideal. But seeing my fiance huck this thing into our place is always a little bit, um, (laughs) I feel very grateful that he will carry a huge five gallon glass filtered (laughs) spring water jug in for me. Um, that's amazing. I know. I always say we like, I was saying I'm in New York city. So I live in like a tiny little apartment. Um, so we have like a a pitcher kind of filter in our fridge, but Mm -hmm. I buy the the bottles, but again, they're glass, which is amazing. And it's like, Oh my gosh, my Mm -hmm. back is like breaking, carrying these glass bottles all over the city with me for hydration. Yeah. So (laughs) worth it though, because I mean, it's, cellular hydrate cellularly that's hard to say hydrating and it's also I think it tastes better than other water oh my gosh by far I love that you brought up the cellular hydration because I feel like I mean I know at least like in my age group everyone loves their like Stanley's you know which like not to put oh yeah but like you you could chug as much water as you want all day long and at the end of the day if you're not actually getting those minerals in and you're not actually like providing that hydration down to a cellular level, like all all you're doing is flushing out a lot of things that maybe your body like needed. And so you're still going to be thirsty because your body's still asking for it on that, that cellular level. Doesn't matter that the actual ounces for the most part. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, you hit the nail, you hit the nail on the head because they're, yeah, all these people carrying around their massive gallons. Just, I just want to ask them, what kind of water are you drinking? And Hey, drink the water. Like I'm glad that we're actually recognizing that hydration is important, but let's like level it up and make sure we're drinking clean water and mineralized water. So yeah, just that level of intention. Yeah. Yeah. One other little hack too is putting a pinch of sea salt or Redmond real salt into water is like super easy way to add minerals into water. But my other two, because you asked for three, the other two, number two, I would say is, I mean, this is a non-negotiable for me. It's having a daily spiritual or mindfulness practice. And in the world of non-toxic living, I think something that is not talked about enough is the stress and obsession component that sometimes occurs when we start realizing that there are toxins in this world and that potentially things within our own home could be harming us. So 
I think it's really important to have a practice to reduce your stress, which stress is a toxin. And for me, that that looks like having time in the morning, one hour every morning of no phones. So no EMFs, no screens. I make sure to get sunlight in my eyes. First thing, even on the cloudy days, I go out on my balcony and just try to regulate my circadian rhythm and my hormones, um, like stretching, meditating, all the different things. I know it's cliche and it's talked about a lot, but I think from the non-toxic or toxin component, stress is a huge one. And it's maybe not talked about enough in the non-toxic community. So that's number two. And then number three is, I mean, the center of both of our podcasts, but tossing toxins really it's upgrading slowly, maybe starting with your bedroom. And because we spend a third of our lives in the bedroom, upgrading to a non-toxic mattress, organic bedding, getting an air purifier, making sure you're vacuuming and dusting every, every week, not every day. I mean, that'd be nice, but, um, because (laughs) that's where the toxins kind of harbor and, you know, really just upgrading products one thing at a time, but not to stress yourself out. So yeah. In summary, cellular hydration, daily spiritual practice and three tossing toxins. I, I love that, especially with the stress aspect. I think that's such a Mm -hmm. great, um, like tangible practice that just like taking, even if you don't have an hour in your schedule, like either building that time or even just taking like 20 to 30 minutes just to go screen free in the morning and like get outside and like eat some food for me. I'm always like so hungry the second I wake up. (laughs) Yes, that's good. Um, (laughs) I'll tell, we can talk about that in a second with the blood sugar stuff. (laughs) You literally read my mind. That was where I wanted to go next. (laughs) Okay. So, yeah. So I think that's just such good, tangible advice to like all all of our audiences out there, which I agree, I, I think is not talked about enough. And at the end of the day, what's the point of all of this? If you're not going to be like happy throughout your life anyways. So if it's taking away your joy, that's just like, those are things that you have to weigh at the end of the day. The whole point of this is intention and mindfulness and like curating Mm -hmm. the best possible environment for our bodies Mm -hmm. and our biology to thrive. And so, you know, at the end of the day, if certain aspects of that are taking away your thriving, then that's just something to like really evaluate and build in time so that you have that mental and emotional resiliency. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like blood sugar balancing is like, so, um, a very popular topic right now. And I, when I was a nurse and I was working, uh, I was working on day shift and then on night shifts. And I, when I finally stopped night shift in January, I don't know, something made my body so out of whack, like coming back from that. So I've been on my own personal journey of trying to like actually regulate it and what that means for hormonal health and like long-term insulin health. Just like, I would love to hear what you are seeing, like in terms of uh, health trends and kind of like what people want to know and your, your top tips to kind of help people balance their blood sugar and like why it is so important. As far as health trends and like blood sugar balancing. So Blood sugar balancing, I agree with you. It's so trendy right now. I mean, it's the hot thing to do. And I'm here, I'm here for it because it's super important. And transparently, I still have a lot of learning to do myself, but I was really excited to 
just see more blood sugar balancing hacks popping up because I don't know, I love a little life hack that optimizes your health, but it's easy to implement. So like some blood sugar balancing hacks that I think are really helpful are drink. You can drink some apple cider vinegar before like a really high carb meal or a sugary meal. Let's say maybe it's your birthday and you're going to have some cake tonight. I would just add a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar into a glass of water. And you could also add a cinnamon stick and that would help reduce the insulin spike so that you could actually metabolize the sugar and the carbs better and that your sugar won't spike. And remember when it spikes, everything that goes up must come down. So if you get a really high sugar spike, and this can happen to anyone, diabetes or not, this is just physiology, um, you, you can expect to have a very sharp drop. So that's why a lot of times people feel like a food coma or they're lethargic in the afternoons or lethargic after high carb meals. There are different things you can do to really optimize your energy. And in turn, this optimizes your metabolism, meaning that it's better for your complete overall health and also your appearance. And, um, I always say appearance and things like that are are secondary, but it's always an added, added bonus. So some more hacks, like I said, the apple cider vinegar and cinnamon also taking walks after meals has shown to reduce sugar spikes, insulin spikes as well. Even just a walk around your block. Or for me, I live in probably similar to you. I live in an apartment in Chicago. So I take the stairs. I just like walk down to grab a package or check my mail. And I just take the stairs. It's like these simple little things to implement into your daily routine that are kind of little hacks that help your body metabolize, um, food better, especially carbohydrates and sugar. And then another thing is to make sure that when you're eating a meal, that it is truly balanced. And I think everyone throws around this term of balance and balanced eating and whatever. And it's like, no, one's really defining that, but what a blood sugar balance meal looks like is a carb, a fiber, a protein and a fat. So for example, in the health and wellness community, a lot of people love to do like smoothies in the morning for breakfast. And I've been there, like I've probably been doing that for close to eight years. I I love smoothies. I love things like that. But when I started learning more about blood sugar balancing and things like that, I started implementing things into my smoothie that would actually make it more balanced from a blood sugar perspective. So For example, if you're drinking a smoothie every day with a bunch of fruit in it, which fruit is great. I think fruit should not be demonized. Um, But let's say it's really sugary, even though it's natural sugar and good, you can add in things like cinnamon, which can actually cut insulin spikes. You can add in some non-toxic, I really like sprout living protein powder which then makes it more balanced. You can add in avocado, you can add in coconut cream, add in a fat. So it's like pairing up those carbs and those sugars with a fat and a protein and fiber. Fiber would of course already be in the fruit, but it, it just makes it 
easier on your body and you'll find that you're less hungry throughout the day. Your energy levels are more stable and other things with your health will start improving. For example, I have had um, acne and skin things pop up throughout my life. And I noticed that when I started really paying attention to blood sugar balancing, my skin got even better, even though it was already healed from like where it used to be. It just got that much better. And I'm like, wow, that's so interesting. So I started doing research and looking um, on PubMed and different things. And I realized there, there are studies and it shows that blood sugar balancing is good for your skin. And there's like this wide range of all these benefits. So I am definitely here for this health trend. I completely agree. And I think it's so important that this is what I like. I love about having these kinds of conversations and like getting to hear from a certified health coach like you, who puts all of these things in practice um, and helps others to do so. Because I love what you said that like people throw around this term, like balanced all the time, but like, what does balance actually mean? Yeah, absolutely. I want, I want to share what I had for lunch today, actually, because speaking of being busy, um, I had an interview before this and then I had a little window of time to eat something quick and I knew, okay, well, I'm doing another interview. I need to be awake, alert. Usually I start, um, by the end of the day, I'm not as sharp as I am in the morning, like regardless of eating blood sugar balance, whatever, like that's just how I am. I'm a morning person. Um, but with, with that knowledge, I, I'm like, I for sure need a really super balanced lunch, but I didn't have time to make a lunch. So, um, I actually had, it's called prevail jerky. It's a really clean beef. Have you heard of it? Um, I haven't heard of this, but I am like, like embarrassingly (laughs) into beef jerky. The same thing you're about to say. So I'm, I'm so glad, like, keep talking. I just feel so validated. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> no, I mean, I had like 10 minutes to eat lunch and I, I want to share this because I know people are on the go. I know they want quick hacks. So I literally had prevail jerky and then I had three of these cherry plums. They're organic plums, but they're like smaller. And that's all I had for lunch, but it was enough. Like I had the whole bag of jerky, which was 30 grams of protein. And then I had the, the carb and the uh, fiber with the fruit and the jerky was the protein and the fat because it's beef and beef is fatty and I love fat. <laughs> um, but it's like simple things like that. You don't have to overcomplicate things, but it's having the knowledge of, okay, is this balanced? Maybe it's not the most balanced meal in the world, but like this is balanced enough. It's protein forward. And also it's really nutrient dense. Yep. A nutrient dense, like, because then you're getting kind of like the most bang for your buck too, in terms of, (laughs) I like back to the, back to the beef jerky. Like that is so, such a great tip a for people on the go. And I Mm -hmm. always say like, I, they don't have like, they're not the best options in the world. Like at the airport, they do have some like options that don't have a lot of fillers or artificial flavors or anything in them. It's getting better. Yeah. And, and like, that is one of my favorite snacks because like in terms of things you can buy, like it's like at your little airport, you know, thing, as long as it's not Mm -hmm. like really like packed with artificial fillers and all this like nasty Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. 
it's like you said, it's a great source of protein, great source of fat, and it keeps you like full for a long time. And it like at the end of the day actually does have minimal ingredients. Um, and my husband always makes so much fun of me because I'm this like freak getting on the plane with like a big bag of beef jerky. (laughs) No, that's me too. (laughs) But it's so good. And it's such, such a great source. So I love that you called that out. And especially like this idea, again, that's that same concept of like really easy to implement tips of like, you know, your building blocks. So what can I, what can I play with, you know, while I'm on the go with these materials that I have on hand to kind of like, just keep in the back of my mind that I'm still giving my body these building blocks without having to make it extremely complicated or eat out or, you know, anything else. Um, so that's so great. Thank you for sharing. I'm glad you did. (laughs) Yeah, of course. We like to ask everyone who comes on our, uh, our podcast as well. Um, what three things you're working on, um, in terms of like practical, non-toxic living or your health journey. So it could be like kind of similar to like your three favorite habits, or it could be like places for your own personal growth, because this is like non-linear and we're all human. So I think, um, we always love hearing like what people are working on in their own personal journeys. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think I want to answer it from like a growth perspective. Um, hopefully to just sound more relatable to the audience, just because, (laughs) you know, being experts in this field, it like me, yourself, Sophia, we probably are more advanced than most people with non-toxic products and non-toxic lifestyle choices. But I do want to be relatable to the audience in the sense that I, there's always growth that needs to occur. And the three areas that I am kind of focusing on right now, upgrading are number one is clothing, switching Mm -hmm. over to more natural fibers, non-toxic clothing choices, you know, wool, organic cotton, linen, hemp, um, all the healthy fibers. And this is going to be a slow change. I started this a couple of years ago and my background is in fashion. I love fashion. And it, it took me a while to even find non-toxic clothing that was really cute and fashionable, but I have found stuff like I am, I'm getting there and it's a slow upgrade. Um, number two, which is similar is home furnishings. So home furnishings, similar to clothing. There's also textiles in the home with rugs and, um, furniture and decor. And I've been choosing again, this is a slow upgrade because you can't just throw out all your furniture all at once. At least I can't, I don't think that's realistic for most people, um, in the world either. So, you know, looking at pure wool rugs or non-toxic furnishings that are free of flame retardants or sourcing natural materials for decor instead of plastic junk from a big box store. So that's number two. And then number three is kind of a funny one, but it's nail polish. So I have been going like clean nails for a while, but I got engaged last September. And so I was in the habit of like doing my nails, which was so out of my norm for me. Um, just because I'm like, you know what, like I have minimal toxin exposure. Like I I do the best 99% of the time, 1% of the time I want to get my nails done, whatever. But 
now I've been doing clean nails for a while. I actually do have a non-toxic polish on right now. It was the first time I painted them in months, but I want to find like better options for nail polish. Cause I even feel that the non-toxic options still have crap in them. So I have a little bit of learning to do there and maybe it's just staying like bare nailed, but who knows? Um, those are all so great. I have, I, yeah, the thing with the nail polish, I keep going back and forth. First of all, congratulations on getting engaged. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> um, uh, um, I, same, I was very into all the non-toxic nail polishes. And again, I feel like half of them don't perform the way that I would like them to perform. And then the other half, like you said, mm -hmm. like there's no perfect solution at the end of the day, like it's like paint, you know? Um, and yeah. <laughs> I, I usually try to do pretty good, but I do like love a fully toxic manicure <laughs> and I always have. That's so nice. I, it feels so good except for the scratchy throat after, but yeah, yeah. Except for like the fact that my eyes are like red and yeah, the scratchy throat and uh, yeah, all of those things. But, um, yeah, I have my, my very toxic, like Chrome tips on right now. And it's like, mm -hmm. when they were doing it, I, I was like, pretty. I'm pretty sure this is like straight resin. You're like pouring on my nails, but it's mm -hmm. Um, so this is like such a good reminder because I've kind of given myself the summer off and I told myself in the fall, I would get back on, you know, prioritizing nail polish as, as something to really think of in terms of my exposures. Um, so that was a really <laughs> great call out. And in terms of the non-toxic clothing, I think that's so, um, people like, don't think about the fact that, you know, we, we always say like, yeah, your skin is an organ as well. And it's always absorbing or secreting, like it is living and trying to work with you and your body systems, just as much as all your other organs are. Um, and that, I feel like that makes a lot of intuitive sense to a lot of people in terms of like your personal care products, like the cream that you're using on your skin and your makeup that sits on your skin for 10 hours a day or whatever. Um, but I think a lot of people don't think about the clothing and I know mm -hmm. I was like devastated when I like started to think of, about it like that, because I was like, Oh, like, but I love my cute little activewear sets and, you know, cute underwear and all of those things. Mm -hmm. And there have not been a lot of great, like non-toxic organic options out there. Um, and so that is something I have like slowly started to prioritize as well, but, um, but I think that's such a great call out that just like our skin is absorbing the makeup and the creams and everything that we put on it, it's also absorbing what's sitting on our skin for, you know, yeah. 24 hours a day. And so maybe that's even just like prioritizing organic pajamas. Like you said, if we spend one mm -hmm. hour or one third of our life, um, like sleeping or in the bedroom, then maybe just those organic like sheets and pajamas and like cleaning up your sleep before you clean up the rest of your wardrobe. That could be um, a great way to reduce your exposure as well. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. And I do want to mention, I have a super affordable ebook on non-toxic clothing on my website. And with that, I took my background in fashion and non-toxic living, and I found the cutest healthiest non-toxic clothing and it's all documented in that ebook so anyone listening should definitely check that out it's available on my website holisticwithheidi.com okay um amazing I will personally be checking that out and <laughs> I hope everyone mm -hmm. else does too and <laughs> we can find you at holisticwithheidi.com and the lifelong pod yes 
You can also follow along on Instagram at lifelong underscore pod and at holistic with Heidi. And then also the podcast is available on all major streaming platforms. So definitely follow along. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time today. It was so fun um, getting to learn from you and talk with you about all of our our non-toxic and holistic health similarities and parallels. And um, I know our audience is going to love it. So thank you again. Yeah. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. This has been super fun. Thanks for listening. For podcast show notes, visit www.ruanliving.com spelled www.ruan is in non-toxic living.com. To more easily listen to other episodes, please subscribe to the Practical Non-Toxic Living Podcast. And if you'd like to support it, please like it and share it. Until next time.